Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Grace Sufficient Podcast. We are so happy that you're here. We have another episode, basically kind of connecting it to the last one. So if you haven't heard that one, you can go back and listen to that one first if you like. And basically, we're talking about getting out of God's way this month. And we've been talking about the same subject in our youth services with our youth. And we just thought, let's just bring it in here too, because this subject is pretty deep. And today we're actually going to be diving in deeper to Moses' story with the people of Israel. Absolutely. Hello, guys. I'm usually the one that opens up, but I really like you opening up. So from now on, that's your job. Okay. Thank you. Thanks. I'm just kidding. But anyways, hope you're all having an amazing day or an amazing week, depending on what time you're listening to this. So today's uh, talk or podcast or episode is based on the story found in Exodus 5. So in here, there's two parts of a story that are taking place. It's Moses and Aaron uh, speaking to Pharaoh and then Pharaoh making some moves towards the people of Israel. So but this point, we've established that God had instructed Moses, hey, I want you to free my people. I want you to, you know, I want you to talk to Pharaoh and there are going to be difficult times. So I'm just letting you know ahead of time, but I will be there with you. So this had happened in the first four chapters, right? Well, the story of Moses and his birth and all that stuff. But it's, it's foreshadowing that something big is about to happen. And now we're here in Exodus 5 and... The reason why Aaron is there in the first place is because Moses didn't did, was too afraid to talk to Pharaoh because he didn't feel like he didn't feel secure, uh, not secure. He didn't feel like he had it in him. He, he was insecure. Yeah, this is back to when the Lord spoke to Moses in the burning bush and he told him all of the things that he needed to say and his promise and everything. And then Moses was like, but why me? And then God was like, who gave you that mouth? <laughs> Or yeah. who makes a person's mouth. And then um, he said, please, like someone else, could you? And then that's when God was like, okay. He got angry with him and he said, all right, your brother, Aaron, he's on his way. Tell him and you both will go to the to the Pharaoh. Um, and I like that because he didn't get out of it. He, he still has to put in the work, but he doesn't have to go at it alone. Right. So I'm here now and... Uh in chapter five, Moses and Aaron go to talk to Pharaoh and used to kind of paragraph, uh, paraphrase everything. Uh, and if you want, I, we encourage you to go back and kind of read the chapter because it's really good stuff. But he goes with Aaron to talk to Pharaoh and Pharaoh is like, who is this guy that you're talking to? Like, I have no idea who this guy is and I, how can I believe that he really spoke to you kind of thing. And then he was just basically like, why are you distracting my people? You guys are here asking for you guys to go on a three day encounter with God. You guys are just lazy people. So Pharaoh gets upset. And in this particular part of the story, the Pharaoh already had control over the Israelites and they were working to build something. And one, one of the things that they were doing is building bricks. So Pharaoh got so upset that he told the people that were in, you know, in power management or, you know, think about it as a boss, right? This times, you know, slavery was a real thing, but think about it as a boss. And now uh, he told the Israelites, I'm sorry, he told the Egyptians, hey, do not provide supply for them or do not. It essentially says do not provide the straw. Now, this was an essential thing for them to build bricks. 
So he tells him, go ahead, do not provide straw, and I don't want production to go down. And so, just so we understand what the Bible means about straw, and I kind of I looked this up. This is a real thing that is used to make bricks. It is uh, it says straw is used in clay constructions for different purposes, mainly to reduce weight and as reinforcement. And I think in another um, definition, it was talking about like it, it helps to keep the, the houses cool um, in the summer or in the hotter months, and then. Uh, warm in the in the winter anyway that's like cool when it's hot and hot when it's cool exactly <laughs> thank you this is why i Anyways. need you so <laughs> another thing and another reference that is used is that bricks without straw is a phrase that refers to a task which must be undertaken without an appropriate amount of resources so essentially they got sent out to continue production the exact same way without giving them supply essential materials essential for it, yeah. materials so so they got whipped. They got the guys like, hey, no, you got to keep production and this, this, and that. And they got hurt. They were in slavery. And Moses goes back to Jesus. Uh, I'm sorry, not Jesus, God, in that moment. And Moses says, why have you brought all this trouble on your own people, Lord? Why did you send me? Ever since I came to Pharaoh as your spokesman, he has been even more brutal to your people and you have done nothing to rescue them so moses, what a bruh moses lately he's been like up until this point i mean earlier he was protesting he was like but god this but god that and we talked about that in the last episode how we can do we can behave a lot like moses in that way but he yeah. came a long way but let's be honest let's be real because we're real people how many times have you found yourself in the exact same place that moses is in in this particular moment where yeah. you're complaining to god you're like ever since i became a christian my life got harder ever since i spoke to that person she's been treating me differently every time i go to church i feel empty like why yeah. why moses right but why you every time i do the right thing or obey you things just don't things go my get way more complicated yeah. right so in this, in the essence of what we're talking about, of getting out of God's way, why is this important and why are we bringing this up? I will say because expect this, like for you to know and for you to know up front that which with every deliverance, there will come opposition. Now, these people, the people of Israel, they were comfortable within their in slavery. Their slavery, like, yeah. They were comfortable within their trouble. They were comfortable within their situation, within their addiction, within within anything that you're struggling with. And God is trying to deliver you. It's not going to be easy. It's, there's going to be oppositions and, and definitely it's going to get worse before it gets better. Why? Because if God is trying to do something amazing in your life, what makes you think that the devil, the one, the defeated one, the sword loser is not going to try to get back at you? To try to make your life impossible because you're a threat to his kingdom. So the moment that Moses goes out there and Pharaoh starts making life impossible for the Israelites, it's the devil trying to establish his ground. And that's something that we have to keep in mind with any deliverance in our lives that God is trying to do. There will be opposition. Yeah, that's actually really good. There was a verse that I read yesterday when I was doing my quiet time, and it was actually... The, the verse of the day is what led me to it uh, or it was the, the verse of the day and then I read like the whole chapter and the chapter after that and it was this is in first Peter chapter 3 verse 11 
It says, turn away from evil and do good. Search for peace and work to maintain it. The eyes of the Lord watch over who do right, and his ears are open to their prayers. But the Lord turns his face against those who do evil. Yeah. That's... <laughs> Why are you looking at me like, cool story, bro? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm just trying to see your pick your brains. Go ahead. The eyes of the Lord watch over those who do right. Moses was trying to do what was right yeah, based on what the Lord had told him. And a lot of times in that, like you were saying, we have things that come against us and we might feel like we're alone. But he, it says, and his ears are open to their prayers. But mm-hmm. the Lord turns his face against those who do evil, which is exactly what happened to Pharaoh later on. I don't want to spoil it, but... Mm-hmm. He definitely turned his face away from him and he gave him multiple chances and he turned his own evil against him. Right. Um, but yeah, go on. I'm just, um, and, and if you guys are smiling on the other end of whatever <laughs> happening, whatever is happening right now, that's good. Cause like, this is a podcast. So this is real. Like we're, we're conversating about or conversing about like what this story is and what it means to us in a different level. Yeah. So, <clears throat> So making bricks without straw, how does that apply in your life? Like, what is it that you're, that you're going through? I could tell you there's, I could apply this to many different ways in my life. Like for example, our ministry, for example, our ministry is something that began 11 months ago. And I feel like I'm lacking resources sometimes that I'm, I'm lacking time that I'm lacking even help. And and it's like those resources that are so needed and you could go and, and, and have the posture, posture of your heart and be like, God, like you put me in this place, but you haven't given me the resources. You put me in this place, but the, the people that are supposed to be there to help me, they don't want to help. And, and like uh, like the, the time that I need to put into this, like it just keeps like it keeps getting worse and worse and I have less time. And I'm more stressed and all this stuff. Maybe it's within your your walk with God. You 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 just started your relationship with God, and now, I don't know where now your friends are leaving your cycle or your circle, and you're starting lacking things that weren't a thing when you were not saved or when you weren't walking with God. The moment you start drawing near to God, I promise you, it's gonna get more difficult. But I'm not trying to tell you this to scare you in any kind of way, but the it is it any christian that tells you or any person that tells you you know hey come i want you to meet my friend jesus and i want you to know what he's about your life is going to be better to some some stand yes that is true but the life of a christian is not an easy one it's like and like for example let's just put this into 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 christianity like what christianity is and and why is is it such an amazing thing? For example, Priscilla, let me ask you this question. If you commit a crime, what happens then? And you get caught. Then I get arrested. You get arrested and you go to jail, right? Yeah. And then they give you a sentence based on what you did. Priscilla the killer. Priscilla the killer. That's <laughs> called justice. Consequences, yeah. Right. And then, then you have this other side of the spectrum where you're looking at say forgiveness, mm-hmm. which is something that we're receiving as, as Christians. So you commit the same crime, you go to jail, they give you a sentence, and halfway through there, they let you go and say you're being forgiven. Doesn't mean you don't deserve it. 
doesn't mean that it doesn't mean that you didn't do the action right mm -hmm. and then there's this other thing called grace mm -hmm. and grace is you go to jail they give you a sentence because based on on what you did and then once you once you enter don't worry about that <laughs> <laughs> once you're in jail somebody walks in with the keys and lets you go and that yeah. that that one person is god and tells you you're free to go and then you wonder it's like who the heck is this person and why is he letting me go and you ask him it's like did i not commit the crime it's like no you did so like, did i not deserve it it's like no you deserved it but i love so, you but why why are you letting me go it's like i paid your price yeah That's so good. And that is what Christianity is. And for for the people that that get to experience the amazing, reckless love of God, they are willing to look at that person in the eyes. And when they say, I paid your price, it's like, okay, well, I'm so grateful. Like, what, do I, what, what can I do? It's like, live for me. Mm. Love me. Spend time with me. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. There was a uh, there's a verse after that in first Peter chapter three, verse 13. And it talks a little bit about about what you were talking about before I went to jail and committed the crime and all of that. But um, it talks about suffering and about being a Christian in your walk with God. And it says, now who will want now who will want to harm you if you are eager to do good? But even if you suffer for doing what is right, God will reward you for it. So don't worry or be afraid of the threats. Instead, you must worship Christ as the Lord of your life. And if someone asks about your hope as a believer, always be ready to explain it. But do this in a gentle and respectful way. Keep your conscience clear. Then if people speak against you, they will be ashamed when they see what a good life you live because you belong to Christ. Amen. Remember, it is better to suffer for doing good than, oh, if that is what God wants, than to suffer for doing wrong that's good they definitely that's suffered some good stuff mm -hmm. um so how many times now i'm gonna ask you this and i'm gonna ask this like if it was myself and maybe you can resonate with this how many times have i not trust my in my potential and as a reason why i couldn't get the job why i couldn't pass the grade why i couldn't get that particular um scholarship that i that i needed or wanted the relationship How many times have I not had enough faith? How many times have I been the one thing I pray not to get in the way? Mm -hmm. And how many times have I, get, have I been the one thing that has been in God's way for my life? Yeah, I feel like those things are kind of daily things we yeah. go through. For sure. And if you can resonate with this, there's many, many, many different ways you can get in God's way. And I think obviously we're going to continue to expand in this. Um, but think about just simple things like faith, trust, confidence. Uh, think about insecurities. Think about the things that you don't like that got made with a reason and a purpose. And he knew that maybe you weren't going to like him, but they're going to make you the person that you are. And they're going to build you to be in the character that God wants you to be. So just meditate into this thing and things and just think about how can I be or how can I avoid being in God's way? Yeah. And my biggest takeaway with this story is how the Israelites behaved when they were all of a sudden um, restricted on supplies to make the bricks. So the 
the Egyptians were basically told to stop to stop giving them that thing that they needed to do their <coughs> their work as slaves. But they they got upset. They were like, "Oh, now they're taking this away. We can't do our jobs." And they were thinking still in that slavery mindset, in that mindset of they're owned by the Pharaoh and by the Egyptians and they are belittled each and every day. And yet they're they're crying out like, we need these supplies. But God had such a big plan for them. And he was like, no, what, what I want to do with you is take you out of here. Those supplies don't matter. Your job right here doesn't matter. You're, you're, you're going to be delivered from this situation. And how many times do we do we get stuck in the same cycle of like, well, I don't have my friend's approval or I don't have my parents' approval or I don't have <coughs> like the world's approval or I don't have the worldly things that can take me to the next level. I don't have the money, the fame, the platform. And God is saying, no, you don't need any of that. You just need to follow me because I'm the one that's going to take you from point A to point B, not those worldly things that can actually enslave you money can enslave you people relationships sex all of that can enslave you and you might think that that's the one thing that you need to get to the next place and that's not true so this is a huge reminder of what you need is is god and to trust god and to get out of that mentality of slavery and needing the resources when you have the provider. Hey, that was good. Hey, I didn't even, it just came out. <laughs> no, that was good because honestly, like I, I needed that. I needed that. You've been struggling with that this week. Well, isn't it amazing that like the word of God is a two, you know, two-edged sword, sword. The word sword. Yeah. As, so as you're that's, like, pract- or like going over your sermon for the mm-hmm. week, it's like ministering your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. hundred percent. That's how God works. Yeah, same. Guys such an amazing time we spent together um i've actually we actually haven't done this but why not so if you're watching this and and you've been in any kind of form or way impacted or it has benefited your life go ahead and share this message with somebody because i i strongly believe i strongly believe that this work can impact lives it can impact people and and therefore even deliver people from their own slavery, whatever that might look like. And I was thinking earlier, I was like, oh, yeah, telling people to share this message is a little cringe. <laughs> no, share this message in the name of Jesus. Come on now. Share this message and help us grow, not for our own benefit, but for the benefit of the kingdom. We're not asking we're not asking anything out of this to be completely transparent on with you guys. When we when we started doing this. We, we did it because God revealed it to us. And I'm not worried about the views. I'm not worried about the money. Uh, I know he's our provider. And we don't, want, we don't want the fame either. If that's something that comes with it, then so, you know, let it be, right? But share this message. Come, uh, share it with somebody that might need it. And we'll see you guys in the next one. That's right. We will. Uh, all right, baby. I'll see you in the next few minutes. Bye. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> Love you guys. Bye. <laughs>